0: I imagine many of you here this morning have seen the movie, The Wizard of Oz. There's that one scene in the movie when Dorothy and her friends finally make it uh, to the great Oz. You see, all their hopes and dreams for their future are tied up in uh, meeting this great and powerful Wizard of Oz. However, it's interesting in that scene because when they finally get there and they make it to the wizard's inner court, they realize that he is not so great and powerful. They realize that he is not a powerful magician that has the power to influence and change their lives. He's just a a little man who's hiding behind some special sound effects, right? There he is. And he, of course, tries to hang on to his illusion and the illusion he's trying to cast out. And he says, don't look, don't look at the man behind the curtain. Ignore him. He's not important. But he's lying. In that moment, he's lying. The frantic little man, is, 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 is that is the wizard. He does not have special powers not have the ability to change their lives. He is not who he appears to be. He's just trapped in a fantasy world. Uh, He and Dorothy and her friends are trapped in a fantasy world. But then when this little frantic man suddenly uh, connects with them and gets rid of his image, the special effects, in response to Dorothy and her friends, with integrity, with who he really is, he is then able to help them and impact their lives. So as we wrap up our series on summer wise, summer not, the summer challenge, both reading and the, and the summer challenge of being in worship around the book of Proverbs, let's talk about truthfulness and integrity. truthfulness and integrity. Integrity matters. We've talked this summer that the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. In the Bible, wisdom is not defined by what you know, but how you live. Let me say that again. In the Bible, wisdom is not defined by what you know, but how you live. In other words, wisdom is not mere intelligence. Wisdom is living rightly. And in the first chapter of Proverbs that we talked about the very first week of this series, it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The, that means to revere the Lord, to reverence the Lord, to understand the Lord's awesomeness and power and majesty and the fact that he's high above us in power and perspective and authority and to be in relationship with that God, to, to revere him is the beginning of wisdom. And so wisdom comes as we live rightly by his standards and ways it's foolish not to live by god's standards and ways and yes some are wise and some are not the book of proverbs tells us how to live tells us how to live wisely We've seen uh, various uh, themes that have been repeated. The book of Proverbs talks a lot about words and the impact of our words. Our words matter. The book of Proverbs talks a lot about pride and humility and calls us to rid ourselves of pride, human pride, and to lean into humility and understanding God rightly and ourselves rightly. And, and the book of Proverbs is filled with uh, passages and verses that talk about integrity and character. Proverbs chapter 10. Here are just a few of those Proverbs that maybe have maybe have stuck with you beyond these three months. Proverbs 10 verse 9. 10 verse 9. I, it. I thought I had that marked, but I guess I didn't. whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. Proverbs 11.3, the integrity of the upright guides them. But the unfaithful are destroyed by duplicity. Proverbs 20, verse 7. The godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children who follow them. In Proverbs 28, 6. Better the poor whose walk is blameless than the rich whose ways are perverse. You could almost say that the book of Proverbs is a treatise on character. The book of Proverbs is a treatise on integrity. So how would you define integrity? How would you define integrity? Integrity means wholeness. Integrity literally means wholeness. If you have integrity, you are whole. Whole numbers are called integers in math. Integers. Root of integrity. Whole numbers are called integers in math. An integer is a number that is whole, an integer is a number that is not divided by fractions or into fractions. And so if you have integrity, you are not divided. You are whole. You are unmixed. Who you say you are is who you are. You're whole. You do what you say you will do, even when it becomes challenging and even when there's a pressure to do otherwise. Integrity is a person who is the same in or outside the spotlight. Integrity is a person who is the same, same person, with or without the cameras running. The same person, whether standing alone or standing in front of a crowd, integrity same whole so what is the opposite of integrity? What is the opposite of integrity? Well the opposite of integrity is the word we find in scripture from from the the verse that we read just a little bit ago. Uh, let me read it again it, it tells us tells us right there the opposite of integrity in, Uh, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 3. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by by their duplicity. The opposite of integrity is duplicity. What does duplicity mean? Doubledness. Duplicity means doubleness. It means you are uh, divided. You say one thing and you do another thing. You uh espouse one set of values and you act out a different set of values. You, it's sometimes we refer to when we talk about people who are two faced. They they are double, uh duplicitous. They don't have wholeness or integrity. Uh, Billy Graham was a Christian leader who had impeccable integrity throughout his ministry life. And this is what he said. Integrity is the glue that holds our way of life together. We must constantly strive to keep our integrity intact. You see, it's easier to lose our integrity than to regain it. It's, it's easier to lose it than to regain it. So we need to, to, to strive to keep our integrity intact. When wealth is lost, nothing is lost, really. When health is lost, something is lost. But when character is lost, all is lost. When character is lost, all is lost. Character is what you bring to your 25th class reunion or your 40th or 50th class reunion. It's not the trophies or the medals of days gone by. It's not the cash, the cars, or the style of clothing. It's character. Character counts. Integrity matters. So what are the benefits of of integrity? Let's talk for a little bit about the benefits of integrity first of all protection and security we already saw that from the proverbs let me read that proverb again proverb chapter 10 verse 9 the first benefit of integrity is protection and security 109 whoever walks in integrity walks securely but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out when When you have integrity, when you are who you say you are, when you're honest, when you follow through, then you're safe, you're protected, you're secure. When you have integrity, you can lay your head on your pillow at night and have a clear conscience and go to sleep. The Lack of integrity is the opposite of being protected and secure. The the, uh, opposite is, is dangerous. Lack of integrity is dangerous. And we certainly see this in business, in politics, and in places in the church. In the construction industry, they will talk about a building or a bridge having integrity. Have you you ever heard that expression, that a bridge or a building has integrity or doesn't have integrity? And when a bridge or a building doesn't have integrity, that's dangerous because that bridge or the building is vulnerable. It's structurally faulty, and it needs to be fixed, repaired, or taken down. Some of you uh, have been downtown on the lakefront to Paisan's Restaurant that was in that building. It's been controversial over the last few years. That that building was, uh, the Paisan's Restaurant was in down below, was determined that it was uh, Structurally faulty. It lacked integrity. And so things needed to change so that people would be protected and safe and secure inside. If you lack integrity, you're not safe and not secure. It's dangerous. And so we need to be repaired and fixed, and restored. And then we're protected, stable, and secure. So the first... uh, Blessing of integrity is protection and security. The second blessing or benefit of integrity is that it provides a blessing to others. Integrity provides a blessing to others. Where do I get that? Proverbs chapter 20, verse 7. The godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children who follow them. Their children are blessed because of the integrity that they've seen and experienced from the parents or the grandparents, family members. The godly walk with integrity and the children are blessed. In other words, integrity has a generational impact. Integrity has a generational impact. In the same way, lack of integrity has a negative generational impact. And integrity has a great generational impact. Integrity matters, character counts, and with integrity, more is caught than taught. You've heard that expression perhaps, more is caught than taught. With integrity, that's in spades. More is caught than taught with integrity. In other words, integrity is not so much a lesson as it is a lifestyle. Integrity is not so much a lesson to be learned as it is a lifestyle to be observed, a lifestyle to be caught. Uh, So parents and grandparents, what are your kids or grandkids catching? What are you modeling for them? What are you passing on to them? What kind of generational impact are you making? What kind of generational impact are you making? A father was taking his two sons out for an afternoon to mini golf. And when he, when he got to the mini golf course, he went up to the counter and he asked the young person behind the counter just um, how much was admission. And the young person behind the counter said, well, it's uh, um, $8 for adults and $5 for kids who are Older than six years old. How old are your how, how old are your boys? The young man said, and the dad kind of uh, smiles and says, "Well, my younger one is four, and my older one is seven. So I guess that will cost us thirteen dollars, eight dollars for me, and uh, five dollars for my seven-year-old." And and the young man said, "Yeah, six and under are free, so thirteen dollars." And, and, but actually, sir, you could have saved yourself five dollars because you could have told me that your youngest, that your older son was six, not seven, and I, I wouldn't have known the difference. And the dad replies, "That may be true, but my boys would have known." As a wise dad, wise dad, not sacrificing his integrity with his boys. For five bucks. When have you. Sacrificed your integrity. When have you compromised. When have you fudged the truth. When have you made excuses. uh, For unethical. Decisions. We are here today, all of us, probably in the same boat. Maybe some things come glaring into our forefront of our mind, and some maybe some things are in a wave in the back of our mind, but we all are in the same boat. And the first step to restoring and reclaiming. Uh, Our positive generational impact as parents and grandparents is to acknowledge and confess the places and the times where we have lacked integrity, to acknowledge and confess the places and times where, where we've lacked integrity, where we haven't said or done things wisely or rightly and instead questionably wrongly or untrue. What are the benefits of integrity? Well, the benefits of integrity, it provides uh, protection and security. What are the benefits of integrity? Benefits of integrity, it provides a blessing to others, beginning with our family, provides a generational impact. And then thirdly and lastly, uh, benefit of integrity is that it um, pleases God. Integrity pleases God and is a positive reflection of our faith a positive reflection of our faith. Solomon wrote most of the book of Proverbs. And he, he highlights in many verses, some that I read this morning, others about the importance of integrity. And David, Solomon's dad, wrote most of the Psalms. We have Psalms, we have Proverbs. Solomon, the son, wrote most of the Proverbs. David, the dad, wrote most of the Psalms. And David, his father, also talked about integrity. Actually, David was restored and reclaimed his generational impact. Because of his fall with Bathsheba, David reclaimed. God restored him and renewed him, and he was able to reclaim and have his his generational impact restored. It's good news for all of us, right? Well, so, so uh, in Psalms, this is what David says about integrity. Psalm 15, verse 1. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? In other words, who is clean? Who can enter into your presence? Who can be in your sanctuary? Who can experience you, God? He goes on to say, Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right. Speaking the truth from sincere hearts, those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. That's all integrity, right? Or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even When it hurts. Some good stuff from David on integrity as well as Solomon. Integrity pleases God and is a positive reflection of our faith. Perhaps now more than ever, for those of us who are followers of Jesus, we are being scrutinized all the time. We can't speak. For others, we can't speak for how that media portrays Christians or the church. But we can speak for ourselves. And we can be careful as a local church. We are being scrutinized probably more than ever examined as to are we we really who we say we are? Are we genuine? Real? Authentic? Do we live what we believe? A guy is being tailgated by a stressed out woman on a busy street. Suddenly, the light in front of him turns yellow and he comes to a quick stop. Uh, he, he, he could have, he did the right thing in stopping at that yellow, but he could have gone through the intersection and maybe barely missed the red light. The tailgating woman behind him comes to a screeching stop also, and she goes crazy. She starts to lay on her horn, just blaring her horn, and she starts to yell and scream at this guy because she missed her opportunity to get to that intersection. As she was waiting at this intersection, she heard a tap on her window, and she looked over and looked up, and it was a police officer. And the police officer orders her to exit the car. Please get out. Put your hands up on the car roof and just wait. He tells her. He goes back to a squad car. He says, to yes, check on something. Goes back to a squad car to check on his computer screen. About 10 minutes later, he comes back to her while she's standing at, at the car there. And uh, he, he said, I'm, I'm very, very sorry, ma'am. I made a mistake. Uh, you see, I, I, you see I, I, I pulled up behind you. And I pulled you over because I saw you almost hit the guy in that intersection. And, and you were yelling and screaming at him and flipping him off and blaring the horn of, of, of your car. And then I happened to notice that on the car there was uh, bumper stickers. What would Jesus do? And follow me to church. And I noticed a chrome-plated Christian fish emblem on your trunk. Ma'am, I just assumed you stole that car. <laughs> Obviously, there was no consistency between what she was professing and what she was living. Integrity pleases God and is a positive reflection of our faith. Integrity. Provides a blessing to others, beginning with our family. And integrity provides protection and security. From the wisdom of God in the book of Proverbs, integrity matters. Let's pray. Gracious and mighty God, we thank you that you see all, know all, and are so willing to restore us, to reclaim us, and to, Lord, enable us to confess and acknowledge places where we've fallen short, not to excuse ourselves or to say, well, we're just human. We don't strive for perfection. But we strive to be people of integrity. A dad, a mom, a husband, a wife, grandma, grandpa, a community member, a Christian, a follower of yours. And I pray that you would restore those of us that need to be restored this morning as we come to your table confessing. And then I pray that you would fill us with with a, a renewed commitment to living in your word and to living out our faith and to be protected and secure in you, to be a blessing to others and to please you, to please you above all and and be a positive reflection of Jesus when we follow. It's in his name we pray, amen.